Joy. 
shout of praise this morning, church. Come on, clap your hands to him. Just shout to him. Yeah. 
Friend. 
Sea flows like a river. Wide. 
team today but this is a personal declaration that each one of you as a father and as a mother as a grandfather and as a grandmother you must declare it and you must stand on it this is God's promise to you this is God's promise to you that he would bless you that you have chosen blessings and not curses you have chosen blessings and not curses you may not see it right now but you have chosen blessings and not curses for your children and their children and their children to come and you are the key that you are standing right now and declaring to the heavens to the powers of darkness to the principalities and rulers to our Abba Father to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in the presence of the angels and of the saints that Lord I am making a declaration this is who I am that as for me and as for my house, we will serve the Lord. And I will walk in your blessing, Lord. I will walk in your blessing, Lord. And your blood is sufficient, Lord. I may not see it. I may not feel it. But it is true. Yes. And I build my life on this, Lord. This is who I am. And this is who my children will be, Lord God. Children of the God Most High. The God that I serve, Lord God. And whether I see it or whether I feel it, Lord God. This is my declaration, Lord God. I choose blessings. 
And with my heart, I will sing it, Lord. And with my mouth, I will declare it, Lord, over my family, Lord, and over their children to come, and over the families in this place, and over the generations to come. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice, church. It's, it's lift your voice. In a thousand generations, in your family, in your children, in their children, in their children, may His favor be upon you. In a thousand generations, in your family, in your children, in their children, in their children, may His favor be upon you. Generations and your family and your children and your children. Come on, sing it again. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in my family, in my children, and their children, and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you. Inside you, all around you, and within you, He is with you, He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming, in your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you, He is for you, He is for you, He is for you, He is for you. He is for you, He is for you, He is for you, He is for you, He is for you. His presence will be for you, and behind you, and beside you, all around you, and within you. He is with you, He is with you, in the morning, in the evening, in my coming, in my going.
You have to be reminded this morning, child, that God is for you. And in this church and, and for those that are watching, there's people in, in situations in all stations of life. And some of you are flying on top of the mountaintop. But some of you are, you are in, a, in a valley. You are battling. You are fighting for your very life. And this promise is to you. It says that in every season, He is for you. In your rejoicing and in your weeping, child, He is for you. He is with you. He lives in you. And you can build your life upon that. It means it doesn't matter who you are. That you would rejoice from the mountaintop, but that you would rejoice from the valley low today. That he would strengthen your, your, your feeble knees and that he would strengthen your, your weakened hands this morning. It is why he's here. He's for you, child. He's for you. And he loves you. And he loves you. Come on, just lift your hands to him. Receive, receive him right now. Receive him. Say, Lord, this is your promise. I receive it. I walk in it. I believe it. With everything that I am, I believe it. I receive it. I walk in it. This is who I am. A child of God most high. Jesus, you are my Savior and my Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. How many of you love him and are thankful? to him this morning how many of you love him how many of you are so in love with Jesus come on so in love you can clap your hands to him you can clap your hands to him come on come on you can raise a shout you can raise a shout if you love him you can raise a shout we love you Jesus we love you Lord we love you Jesus we love you Jesus we love you Jesus, love you, Jesus. hallelujah Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. This is your house, Lord, and these are your people, Lord. You're the head of this house, Jesus. We honor you and we reverence you. We respect you. We love you. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're holy. You're mighty. You're awesome. Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. God's, God's glad that you're here. God is glad that you're listening. God takes notice of you. Right now, amen. He takes notice of you. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he loves you. Some stuff that I wrote down. I better get to that. We exalt you today, Lord. And you alone. Father, I know, Lord Jesus, that the only good thing in me is you. And I know that you care about your people and you care about us and you care about these people that are watching on the internet, Lord God. And I pray for just a, a fresh revelation, Lord God. A fresh word for your people, Lord. Uh, a word of, of encouragement, Lord God, a, a word of 
love, a word of life, Lord God, even a word of correction, um, a word, Lord God, that's going to carry us even through these times that we live in, Lord. So I pray that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and understanding today, Lord, that you will open up our spiritual eyes of understanding that we will see, Lord, not what the naked eye sees, Lord, not, not what the natural tells us, Lord, but that we would tap into the supernatural this morning, Lord God, and that we would see beyond where we're at, Lord God, that we would see beyond where this world is at, Lord, and that we would see that we have hope and a future in you, God. So I pray that you would tap into untapped wells this morning, Lord, gifting that has not yet manifested itself, God, that it would come forth in your order, Lord God, and that we would understand that you have uh, uh, set in, in place, in motion, Lord God, um, everlasting purpose in our lives, Lord. So I know that there's many that miss it and many that have missed it. So I pray that we wouldn't be amongst those that miss it, but I pray that we would produce a crop, not of 30, 60, but I pray for a crop of 100-fold this morning, Lord, in each and every life, Lord. I pray that your word will penetrate our minds and our hearts, Lord. I pray that you would take away any hardness of heart, Lord, any areas of our mind that are closed off to you, Lord, and I pray that you would open up the floodgates, God, and that you would be glorified and exalted, magnified, Lord, and that we would understand what our purpose, Lord, is in these times that we live in, God, that it won't be about anything else other than you, Lord, so we put down what our natural minds tell us, Lord, and we tap in to the supernatural this morning, God. You have your way in us, and let your will be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got some Bibles. I just wanted some different interpretation on what I'm going to share this morning. So uh, it's good to have Bibles, amen. Uh, the phone is all right, but the Bible is a blessing. Hallelujah. We talked a little bit about um, everlasting purpose uh, last week. We're going to continue on with that. All this, uh, you know, really falls under the church's last stand is what we're talking about. And by the church's last stand, we know that we believe that it's the believer's stand in this time. So let's go to the, the book of Second Timothy. And I would ask you, do you know what your call is and do you know what your gift is? And do you know why God has placed you upon this planet at this time, in this day, and in this age? Because like I always say, Acts 17, 26 says, he chose a time set in the exact places where we should live. Amen and amen. And I'll tell you that it's not going to be a comfortable lifestyle for those that choose to really tap into our the gifting and the anointing that God has placed upon us in this day and age that we live in. So uh, I don't want to get comfortable in my life right now. Even, uh, you know, many times we look at, at life in a way that, that we want to reach certain uh, stages in our lives and different stages of comfort, different stages of Maybe it could be retirement. There's no retirement in Christianity, amen? I respect people so much that are preaching into their 80s and, 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 and 90 till the day they die, really, you know, and, and uh, 
And I, I see some of the, what I would consider heroes of the faith, even at this time, that are still giving it their all. And, and they're not looking to, to retire as far as their Christianity is concerned. So, let's go to the book of... Let's see. Second Timothy 1 and 8. And, uh, and I'll read it out of the King James Version. The Word of God says this. It says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me. Well, this is Paul talking, uh, you know, to, to Timothy, and he's giving him some, um, thank you, ma'am. See, and, and, and we can learn something even from that, that, that uh, you know, when it is, it's our responsibility to, to aid and help one another to be able to, uh, you know, um, whenever we see a Christian, a person, a, a, a brother or sister in Christ in need, it's our responsibility to do whatever. If we got an idea, let it come forth. So he says, the testimony of our, let's see. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, Paul says, his prisoner. Obviously, Paul was in prison. He, uh, Paul knew what it was like to, to suffer for the sake of the gospel. And right now, uh, he's, he's, he's a prisoner in, in more ways than one. He says, but be thou, uh, let's see, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. According to the power of God. So he's, he's talking here about for those that would answer the call. For those that would say, you know what, Lord, I know that I'm here with purpose in mind. And I know that you have spoken a word over my life. And I know that many times maybe I've denied it. Maybe out of, uh, out of um, uh, sometimes we, 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 how would I say this? Sometimes we don't allow or receive or accept the promises of God due to maybe our, our former way of life, our former way of thinking, our, our, our former way of, of, you know, thinking about who we are. But he's saying here, he's saying, look, open up your heart and open up your mind because now is your time. So what we need to do is we need to accept the fact that now is our time and we need to put down our insecurities, maybe uh, our fears, whatever it is that stop us from moving forward in the things of God. And we need to grab a hold of the Lord like never before and allow him to propel us to a whole different other way, a whole different other place, a whole different other uh, a viewpoint of faith. He, you know, just, um, uh, just an accelerated uh, a, a viewpoint of, of really what God is doing in this time. Uh, a, a place of having an elevated faith so that we can move forward in the plans and purposes of God. But he says here uh, to be a partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. So as we stand in this time, there will be affliction is what he's saying. If you're truly going to stand for the things of God, it is not going to be easy. If you're really going to accept and receive uh, not only the purposes, but the gifting and, 
And, and really, he says he prepared the things for us to do. You know, God already set things in motion even before we made the scene as far as being a Christian is concerned. So in other words, there's already things that are destined for us to fulfill and accomplish. And we can, I'm going to tell you the truth, I think because, and I believe this with my heart, that, that because of distraction, we miss out on what God has already set in motion in our lives for us to fulfill. And I, and I think that, that, that a good stopping point or a good place to stop and really take a good long look within is now that we're having to do that. Uh, you know, we can examine ourselves this way, but it's very important to examine ourselves this way and, and, and gain an understanding on really who are we this way. Do, uh, you know, it's, it's like I've said before, preached and taught, uh, uh, too many times we don't even understand who we are in our Christianity. We, we, we go through an identity crisis as far as, as who God has called us to be or, or what our responsibilities are to him. I, I remember when I, when, I, when I was 32 years old and I remember that when I quit drugs, I, I went through an identity crisis. Because I had been doing it for so long that I could identify with a lifestyle. I could identify with the person that I had become, no matter how ugly it was. I could identify that the, with the people that were in captivity in that way. I had similar mindsets. But when God changed me supernaturally, it was like, man, well, who am I? I'm 32 years old. I should already know who I am. But the reality is this, some of us have been around church for many, many years. Some of us have been sitting in the same chair. Some of us have been doing the same thing that could even amount up to religion that we really don't know who we are in Christ because of fear, because of we don't understand our identity. And we don't understand the power of the identity, the new identity, the new creation in Christ that he's made us to be. Instead, like I say, many times we look at what we would consider our own deficits, our own drawbacks, maybe even our past, maybe what we uh, don't have, or maybe we could look at our pride. What we think we can do or what we think we can accomplish minus the Holy Spirit. In other words, pride will lead us to a place where we're trying to fulfill and accomplish certain things and we're doing it with our own strength so there's really no spiritual significance behind it. It might sound good, it might look good, it might even appeal to, uh, to, to educated people, it might appeal you know, to people's listening, but it doesn't have any true godly spiritual impact. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Somebody? One person, <laughs> if it is, that's for you. So it's my responsibility to understand not only what my call is, but how to identify with really what God has, the gifting and anointing that he's placed upon my life so I can continue to receive and walk because <clears throat> the gifting is progressive. Gifting matures. Gifting will mature. 
There should be growth taking place in our lives as believers. We are walking a walk of progress. Holding on to the hand of God Almighty himself who is leading us so that we can fulfill what he's already destined for us. Do you know who you are in Christ? So he's saying, uh, man, we're going to be a partaker of the affliction that comes along with the gifting and the anointing, the supernatural power that's placed upon us in order to be able to fulfill what God has destined for us. So he says, who hath saved us and called, somebody say called, us with a holy calling. I want you to understand that your calling is a holy calling. It's, it's, it's a calling that has been set apart specifically for your life. And it's been, it's been set apart for you to be able to fulfill it. And the question is this. Are you fulfilling your holy calling? So, I mean, because of maybe our mindset or maybe because of our previous life, like I was saying, uh, for whatever reason, maybe because it's fear, many times we reject the holy calling. And we don't, or, or maybe sometimes it could be compromise. Maybe it could be sometimes sin. Maybe it could be shame. Maybe it could be lack of prayer. Maybe it could be, I'm telling you, God wants to reveal to us hidden mysteries in this day and age that we live in. Jeremiah 33.3 says, I want to give you something fresh because you're going to need it. I'm telling you, what we're getting now is nailed with a whole lot of bad news. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, the good news is this. I'm strategically placed, you're strategically placed with a calling, a holy calling at that, but it's going to take work, it's going to take plowing deep, it's going to take digging deep, it's going to take getting past you, it's going to take me getting past me, and it's going to take tapping in to a whole other faith. I hope I'm not speaking like a, a foreign language to you this morning. This should be an active faith that should be stirring you know, and, but the reality is this. Let's see if I can get this right. So God is doing something specific at this time. Okay? And, and it has everything to do with purposes that he already predestined before the beginning of time. And he already knew that he placed upon you a responsibility, an anointing, a gifting, and a calling. Amen. And before, he, before, because God is all-knowing, he sits outside of time. So there's something specific that has been spoken over your life. And in his timing, in his timing, as he's releasing, huh? His anointing and his gifting upon you, huh? Uh, uh, it's up to us to receive. See, because sometimes we just walk through our Christianity, uh, like I always say, because of the fact that the spirit of religion is so heavy. We walk through our Christianity 
with our, with, you know, instead of it being um, everything we live for, we tend to uh, put it in our uh, religious box or we tend to neglect certain things about this holy calling or these things that have been set in motion or this gifting that God has des destined and prepared for us. So then we neglect certain things and we get used to. How many of you know that comfort is, is something that we can all get used to? We can all get used to it. In fact, not only can we get used to it, we like it. So when, whenever there's a stirring for something greater uh, in, in, you know, that God has placed already within us, it takes determination and it takes breaking old religious patterns in our lives. So as we establish these religious patterns, we think they're all right and, we, and maybe they're carrying us through a season but they won't do us any good in the fresh anointing that God wants to pour out upon us. So as God has destined you and I in this time and has prepared for us this special anointing and this gifting, man, some of you should be excited. I mean, we're excited about I mean, Pastor Raul. Blessing, 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 blessing. Did you know that to every blessing... There is an attachment of responsibility, not only in receiving it, but also in grabbing a hold of it and walking it through so that it can become a bigger blessing. And what is a blessing? Remember, the divine favor of the Lord. So it's good. Ah, blessings. <laughs> Amen. What does that mean to me? What does a blessing mean to me? So with that attachment and that responsibility... It's up to us to understand that it's a predetermination of timing that God has already set apart and set aside for you and I. Nobody should be sleeping during this message, amen. Or what is your Christianity? We can be, I, I can preach comfortable messages, I can tell you. Well, we're here we are. Everybody else is out there, and it's a mess. No, that's not what it's about. If you're not being stirred by the gift, there's not something inside of you that's pushing you to really seek the Lord and serve him in a greater way, then you've missed out on what gift or even who you are in Christ, and you better check yourself and see what your identity is. If you're not being propelled to a whole different other way of praying and a whole different other way of, of seeking him in, in his word, then really, I mean, you know, your, your Christian walk is dead. So I myself do not want a dead walk, and I can't handle a dead walk. I myself, uh, you know, in my life, and I don't want to see because we can also pass <laughs> maybe So God has prepared a gift for us, and there should be a birthing going on within us, uh, birth pains, if you will. Yes, even the men should have that. He's birthing out a gift. But sometimes we can prematurely tap into a gift that, that, that may be already be there, but it's not yet God's timing for us to grab a hold of this and for us to grab a hold of the fullness 
of the power and the anointing that he has destined in that gift. Does that make any sense to anybody? So then, in other words, we do need to be praying because when we do that and we're cultivating uh, our, our own gift through our own understanding is what we're doing is we're stepping ahead of God. And not only are we setting up ourselves to fail, we're setting up anybody that we're influencing with this gift that, you're, that God has given you evidence of. Because there will be evidence of it. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're setting everybody else up. And, and what we're setting them up to do because we want to be elevated and we're not pointing them to the, to the cross or to Christ, but we're elevating ourselves is we set up people, what? To fall away from the things of God instead of draw closer to the things of God. When you know that it's God's timing is you're helping others and pointing others not to yourself or drawing people unto yourself, but you're pointing them to the cross of Calvary and you're giving them a sure, secure way in order for them to be able to move forward in what God has destined for their lives. Amen. <laughs> Anybody? Here. You guys with me this morning or what? So when you follow somebody that says they have a gift, and this is especially dangerous with a prophetic gift, sometimes if you're not careful, you're going to set yourself up to fall under the Really, uh, 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 I better not go there. So, we're, so what, I, what we're trying to do is produce a place not only of safety and security and stability through our responding to God and accepting the gift that he has for us and accepting the responsibility he has for us, but we want to get to a place where we're embracing the will of God. Because there's only one good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And it's up to us to pray it through so that we could receive what he has for us and walk it through. Let go of all those things that get in our way of serving the Lord. And I'm telling you that the biggest obstacle many times is not the devil. The biggest obstacle is ourselves. It could be our failures. Could be our failures in Christianity. It could be our failures in, in, in our previous lifestyle, whatever. I'm telling you that God has determined the time set in the exact places where you should live. So it's up to us to respond. This is good news today. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. So we got to understand that this gift, okay, in God's hands, this gift is, is safe and secure and protected. So there are set times in our lives that, that we would say that God is elevating us or, or, or really taking us. And it doesn't even have to be an elevation for those of us that understand what service is in Christ. He's taking us to a whole different other level of service, a whole different other level of dying to self, a whole different other level of accepting responsibility as far as Christ is concerned. So as the Lord wants to, because there's different times of a release. Somebody say release. There's different times of release as far as the anointing 
and as the gifting is concerned. But as he's releasing to us, we need to accept. It's do, he's doing it because he knows we're ready. He won't release anything to us that we're not ready for. So as he's releasing, this gift is protected. But once it leaves, because the enemy has no access to, to God. The enemy, I mean, he only does what God gives him permission to do. So the reality is this, the gift that he's poured out upon you and has destined for your life is protected. But once it's released, guess what happens? That's when the enemy can access that gift through you and I by us denying truly the call. We could ignore it. We could, I mean, sometimes that's, that's the problem that busyness has taken away from the church. Busyness has consumed the church in a way that it hasn't allowed us to be able to receive and accept the gift that God has predestined for us, be able to cultivate it, dig deep with it, and walk in the fullness of what he's called us to fulfill and to accomplish. So uh, uh, now that there's, you know, not so much busyness, I'm telling you, a Christian should never get bored. A Christian should never get bored. It should always be a, a time of fresh revelation. So as soon as God releases it to us, then the enemy has access not to the gift itself, but to us because we're walking in the carnal nature. We're walking in the flesh. There, there are fleshly distractions. There are carnal distractions. There are worldly dis What is a worldly distraction? The world system will distract us every time and try and pull us away. But Satan doesn't know the plan that, that God has for you. But he'll do everything that he can to stop that plan from happening. Whether it be sickness, whether it be conflict... I'm telling us, some of us live uh, uh, below the call of God, and we can get very content right there. But don't forget that he's called us to soar on wings like eagles and get a supernatural perspective. Amen. Come on, I'm working up here. I'm preaching my heart out right now, man. You got to accept it. You got to receive it. For those of you, I, I'm here for one person. So it's up to us to accept what, what he's destined for us. But what will stop us from moving forward is the enemy will come in and try and hit us in our weak spots. Some of us, our weak spot is pride. Some of us, our, 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 our weak spot is, is we're afraid, afraid to be rejected could be rejection it could be hurt there, there's a lot of you know he doesn't have any new tricks but he's gonna come not so much to steal uh, the gift but to stop the gift from moving and progressing because of our own stuff so whatever our own stuff is uh, that, that those will be the things that will stop us from moving forward so it's up to us Really to ask the Lord, well, what is my stuff, God? 
Because I don't want to have that stuff anymore. Because if it's going to stop me from doing what you've destined for me or called me to do, then, Lord, because I, first of all, you got to believe. Somebody say believe. First of all, you got to believe that you have a purpose in Christ. Second of all, you got to acknowledge that you're not living in the fullness of what that purpose involves. Because otherwise you will stay content where you're at, but there will be no fruit produced. Very little maybe. Doesn't matter how much word you know. It doesn't matter how much word you don't know. What matters is grabbing a hold of the fullness of the anointing or the supernatural power that God has for you and I. That's what it is. And there's only one way to do that because God doesn't want you or I to take credit anyways. No man is going to steal any glory from the Lord or from his kingdom. It doesn't matter. That's, see, like I told you not too long ago, that's been the problem with education. Educated people are trying, to, are, are trying to really get a viewpoint of the word of God in the natural because that's what they've been taught how to do. But they, 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 they very rarely, uh, unless they pray and seek the Lord, they, because they're self-made. But, the, but, but uh, those that, that understand that it's not so much the knowledge of the word or the knowledge in the word, but it's the supernatural knowledge of God that's going to keep us humble with a, with a greater revelation and a greater understanding of what the call and what the purpose and what's going on in these crazy times is all about. Because there is a purpose uh, uh, behind all of this stuff that's taking place, there's still a purpose for the house of God and there's still a purpose for the church. And it's not so much uh, a purpose of providing security and stability, even though that there is as far as the kingdom is concerned, but it's more uh, a purpose of uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, I've been set in place by God. I'm going to do my part, whatever it takes. I'm going to pray harder. I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order for me to move forward in the fullness of what God has called me to do. Amen. You see, what we get attacked with is the same old. Same old Christianity. Same old marriage. Same old relationship. Same old job. Same old bills. Same old thing. The only place that there's something new is in the kingdom of God. That's where new things are taking place. Apart from that, it's the same old thing. Same old entertainment. Huh? Same old, new things get old. We can, keep them, we can keep them new in the garage for a while. But they get old like anything else. After a while, it's like, oh, you know. So where we're at right now is a place of response, responding to the Lord. 
So I'm praying for a whole different other anointing. I'm praying for a whole different other revelation. I'm praying that, my, that the gifting that God has placed upon my life will mature. That it will grow. That I won't get caught up in the same old religion. The same old walk with God. I'm a Christian, really. I have, you know, I ran into somebody the other day and that their dad was a, a pastor. And, uh, and he told me something about uh, this, this, something, it, it, was, it was a doctrinal issue. I better be careful what I'm saying. I better not go there. <laughs> be careful what your doctrine produces. I forgot I was on. Be careful what your doctrine produces in your life because you can get or, or receive something that you think is a fresh doctrine that is not in alignment with truth, even though it represents itself as truth. Does that make sense to anybody? So sometimes, you know, we can, we can, we can dig a little too deep Pass further than what our maturity level is or what the revelation level is. Many times, you know, I was uh, talking with a friend of mine. He said, you know, there was this kid. He was, he was in a program. He got, he, uh, you know, he knew the word. He was a powerhouse for God. There was an anointing on him and everything. And then he got out of the program. And, and several months later, he backslid. And I told him, it's because his knowledge level was up here and his maturity level was down here. And he couldn't reach that place. So what we need to understand is where is our maturity level? And we need to cultivate it from there and dig deeper from there and allow the Lord to grow us from that point. We don't have to be all that. All we need is the king of glory. Amen. So we need to grab a hold of the fullness of who God is. But I'm going to be here and I'm going to be pushing. You know, somebody told me the other day, you know, they told me, you know what? They said, it's one thing to lead, you know, as a, as a pastor. But, uh, you know, when, when people were shepherding sheep. They actually pushed from behind a lot of the time. So in other words, when you're pushing from behind, you're, you know. <laughs> so when you're pushing from behind, you're seeing the destination. You're seeing the purpose in reaching the destination. For sheep, obviously, it's what? Food. <laughs> and really, and getting across, you know, of course, reaching one from one destination to the other, you know, uh, uh, going through the shearing process, going through all of this stuff. Some of us are getting sheared right now, amen? We're losing some excess spiritual stuff that we don't need. Might not be godly stuff, but it's spiritual stuff. So... What we're called to do is to tap into 
grab a hold of the gift and the call that already, he says the gift and the call are irrevocable. You know, I know what that, doctrinally I know, don't call me, don't tell me. I know doctrinally what that means and I understand what it means. But it still means this, the gift and the call are irrevocable. But the anointing's the anointing's revocable. The gift might look good, and it might present itself as a gift, and 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 you might even be getting better at that gift on your own strength. But it can be re, the, the 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 anointing can be revoked by God. What is anointing? The supernatural power that needs truly in order for this gift to make a supernatural impact, huh? You need the supernatural anointing. Without it, people, there's many gifts. There's gifted musicians, there's gifted singers, there's gifted whatever, speakers. But without the power of God, then it's just a, a, a carnal gift, a worldly gift. So, hold on, I got a little bit off track, but we're okay, okay? Let me read another scripture, and then, we'll, and then we'll have our altar call. Maybe we can go to the music back there. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. Okay, we talked about that but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. There it is. So I want you to say, my gift, say it, was my gift and is my gift before the world began. And I want you to believe it. Why? Because he said it. He said, I've destined you with a purpose. Even can, my, our little minds almost cannot even wrap our, itself around that. That before there was anything, God destined us with a purpose. But it's up to us to respond to him. Grab a hold of that purpose. Walk in the fullness of what that purpose is all about. I don't know about you, but that's good news today. That means that I'm not here on accident. That means that God did not make a mistake. That means that he called us. That means that he set us apart. It doesn't matter how you came into this world. That's why we stand for the babies. I wonder out of all those... What is it, over 60 million babies that have been aborted? I wonder if there would have been some in there that, that would have changed the whole dynamic of where we are, are right now as far as this world is concerned, being that God had already had a plan for each and every one of those lives that was taken away. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Someone that could have prevented how, I mean, it's not so much about the coronavirus. It's not so much about uh, Black Lives Matter. It's not so much about rights. It's not so much. It's about uh, the distance that there is morally, 
spiritually and relationally away from God that this world has drifted at this point and at this time. That's what it's about. So who will help and say that I'm going to desire to walk in the fullness of what my destination and purpose is so that we can, look at this, redirect this world and this dying world to a relationship with Christ and progress this kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I want you to bow your heads. And in respect to that social distancing and whatever, I, I want you to examine your heart. And I want you to understand that I understand now too because I'm not, I'm tapping into a whole different other area of faith in my life too. I hope that, that it's obvious. I hope that it's apparent. But I hope that it moves me and I hope that it moves, you know, this church as, as a senior pastor of this church to a greater vision. But my prayer is this. If this message has spoken to you and you're ready to cultivate, because I'm going to tell you the truth, the church, uh, the same way, okay, I just got to say this. The same way that the futures uh, of, of, of those children that we just talked about was aborted, the reality is there are many who have aborted the plan and the purpose of God. So God is a God of resurrection and renewal. So I want to tell you and I want to ask you that if that's you and you're ready... Maybe you haven't aborted the plan, but maybe you just need some extra fuel in your tank. I want you to come up to this altar. Because I believe this message is for us. If I'm up here alone, I'm fine. If it's me and my wife, I'm fine. Don't let, don't let pride or don't let anything get in your way of coming up here. Because I believe there's a fresh anointing as far as receiving. Come up. Nobody? Hallelujah. Somebody say we're not done yet.